Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Game Luster podcast. Uh, this is Christine speaking, one of the writers here at Game Luster, and today I am joined by my fellow writer, Jorge. Hello. And today we just have a small cast, a dynamic duo, as it were, <laughs> um, but we're still going as planned. And first off, we're just going to start with our currently playing list. So uh, I'll just have Jorge go first here. So what are you uh, What are you currently playing? I am currently playing, even at this very moment, um, the DS port for Dragon Quest VIII. Oh, nice. Which I bought, I think, last week, somewhere mm-hmm. around that time, for 40 bucks, which is a wow. lot. Yeah. But it's been worth it because I've been playing for uh, 21 hours, somewhere about <laughs> that time, over the past few days. It's been pretty great. Yeah. So what is it, I guess, can you tell me a little bit more about about the, the at least the DS port one? Okay. Um, I assume you've played the, the original then. Mm-hmm. Okay. The DS port is more of a, obviously, it's a portable version because you've got the DS, which is fun. Uh, not that I want to be seen outside playing video games, of course. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I think all in all, it's it's pretty good. I'll I'll start with the basics. There's um, a few very uh, apparent changes, like the menu is no longer the the sort of parchment menu screen. It's just this um, transparent black and white uh, menu screen. Which, I mean, it kind of sucks, but it also it's also very um, it's very clear. It's very very obvious. It's very um, like user friendly. Yeah. But obviously it loses a bit of its charm there. Hmm. Um, then gameplay-wise, I think the story is pretty much the same. I don't know. I'm I'm fighting Dual Magus now. I'm grinding it out, which I'll get to in a second, um, until I can actually go beat him. And then the the combat is a bit better in the sense that you can speed it up. There's an option to set the speed to normal speed or fast speed. And so obviously it's been on fast speed for the past... <laughs> Well, 20 or 20, so hours, 20, 21 hours. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, waiting around for things to hit and charge and things like that gets very tedious. Yeah, uh, as, as you well know. Um, with that, I think the uh, the one damning change, I should say, the one I don't approve of is the change of the music, because the music in the original was really, really great. It mm. was this orchestrated um, uh well, I mean, it, it, it was an orchestra really playing, which was which was really great. But now it's it's sort of a like a MIDI version, something like that, somewhere in between, where it's mm. not an orchestra at all, and the music kind of sucks now. So I just don't have the sound on, which is bad. Yeah. But with that, there's also this this change where um, there's no longer the Pokemon. You're always in the grass sort of effect where you run around and you. Um, you just you you you're plonked into a combat screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather now the enemies run around on on the overworld map, which has some upsides and some downsides. Um, if you're pretty quick, if you know what you're doing, and if you can wait around for a few seconds, sometimes you can avoid most battles, which is great if you just want to run around and look for treasure chests, something like that. Yeah, uh, and it really sucks ass in the long run because now you're no longer um, you're at a lower level at specific points than you should be really to beat the game mm. so you need to run around a lot more and run into enemies to then beat them to then get experience to then level to then defeat the bosses and continue on which is sort of a, a nag I think yeah it's like it's a lot of grinding and and like yeah. more intentional grinding. Yes, as yes, well. yes, yes. Because the game was always very grindy. Obviously, it was a, a JRPG, and it still is now. Obviously, but um, you just you derive a dual magus, and you'd have a fighting chance. You know, you'd be level twenty six, twenty seven, somewhere around that, and you could beat him if if you had some luck and if you knew what you were doing. But now I just tried when I was level twenty three. I thought, yeah, I've been farming for two hours. It it should work. And I got wrecked in like two turns or something like that. And I thought, yeah, I need to keep going. And so the corollary also is, since you're not getting, uh, you could call it the required XP, you're also not getting the required gold for new upgrades. 
so you need to farm both experience and gold so you're twice as weak as you would normally be because your your gear is also very bad hmm. which kind of sucks so it's just like become more of a farming game than it used to be it just yeah. in general then because i know sometimes they'll change they'll change a lot of things in um mm. like ds ports of of games i they changed a little bit i played the orc arena of time one yeah yeah and i played you know the original and i played the gamecube mm. version and then i played mm. the port and yeah. obviously the graphics are something right. they change but they changed some of the items they changed some of the quests got rid of some glitches yeah. So I think overall the Ocarina one was pretty good, but mm. you never know, like you said, with the music, like I can't imagine them changing the music for a game like that where it feels like that's a big part of the game for oh, a yeah. lot of fans. Yeah. Like even up until recently when I'm when I'm reading late at night or something like that, I just I play the music because it's it is just that good still. Yeah. Uh and I'd get carried away, I'd need to put down my book and just go up into the music because uh, i'm mm. weird like that but now i now i can't do that at all because the music is just it's instantly recognizable as being different and a lower quality and mm. so you're just turned off completely from listening to the music and you just don't you just turn down the volume and you you keep on pressing a to attack this one monster that needs to die yeah it seems like the atmosphere isn't as great but but you're still playing it for like 20 hours, so right, right. it's good enough to continue playing at least. Well, I mean, that's because I know what's coming, of course. Yeah. I know that the, the kabooms and the kasizzles and, and the kafrizzles are coming, uh, <laughs> and all of that's pretty great. I remember um, doing my personal playthrough when my elder brother and I uh, shared the game on, on the PlayStation 2, um, and he was sort of, you know, get the sword on the hero and get, get the bow on Angelo and all that stuff. And I just did a, a fisticuffs run as my first run, and it was it was great. It was amazing. Um, I'm not doing that now, of course, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I sort of know what's ahead, and I just I want to go through it again. So yeah. that's why I spent the forty dollars, the forty euro. I yeah. I don't know if I would recommend it. Um, I'd certainly just recommend getting the the PSU version for anyone playing at home uh, who doesn't have a, a DS or something like that. Yeah. Oh, um, one more thing quickly to mention is that the the touch screen is completely inoperable, but it's a map screen always. So the game sort of feels like it's this um, this uh, very accessible port for people who have already played the game, because the map of every dungeon is on there, and you just need to look at the map, which is always there, and you know where to go. So every uh, dungeon is trivial now to go to to go through. It's super so I think convenient. They sort of knew. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's too convenient for for newbies. So I think that was the point. Just make a game for the people who've played it already to re-enjoy it, uh, something like that, on the go, or just um, to to milk their forty dollars, something like that. <laughs> use use the nostalgia to get people to to play right. through it again buy a whole buy a game you already own essentially mm. just to see if there's any any differences because i mean i like i said I, i've obviously played through ocarina of time so many times already yeah. yet i still spent the time and money on a ds version just because yeah. i was curious and also just out of the pure nostalgic quality of it because right. and it's portable so i was like i can just play this on the bus or something yeah um and i don't have to be at home and hook up my old system and all these things for it so mm. it's a lot more convenient but right oh it's also nice uh, making it kind of accessible for people who never played it or never grew up with it even if it's right. a different one yeah but i mean i wouldn't i probably wouldn't recommend it this version to them because yeah. with all the snags of the old one like the menu screen taking up the entire screen which now no longer happens um and the menuing being sort of bad like the items um switching them around etc which was it was kind of terrible because it was it was pictures only and you needed to scroll over to see what's the name of this item is this the item i need things like that uh all of that is fixed because now there's only names um mm. It really takes away from the charm of the of the original, so I I don't know if I would recommend it. I'm sort of on this. Um, I get a free pass for buying this game, 
and Ocarina of Time 3D because uh, when my house burned down in 2011, my Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 2 got burned up too. So I no longer have those games. So buying them again was sort of, well, now I have the games again. Yeah. So that's fine. So no, 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 no hypocrisy there. Me mm. spending over a hundred bucks on two new, two old new games. Yeah. That's that's fine. Yeah, it's it's better to actually have them around. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still um, upset these days because um, of my uh, my copy of Mario Sunshine. Yeah. It was just like gone now, and. Oh. Of course, if I try to buy it online, it's ridiculously yeah. expensive. Yeah. And all I'm thinking is I'm just hoping so much that they will re-release it on the Switch or something huh. or on DS so I can play it again because it's one of my favorite games yeah. uh, growing up and I can never play it again. I can just live vicariously through Let's Plays on YouTube, but that's not really enough. So, nah. yeah, so I'm really hoping they'll they'll release it out again in some yeah. new platform. Maybe. Um, I mean, they could bring it to the, the Switch store or something like that. I mean, yeah. why not? But then they sort of see that as their, their stepchild, so mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe they probably won't. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny you, you mentioned Sunshine because I'm, I'm also in the process of, because obviously when you're playing JRPGs, you can just put movies on and, and zone out. Yeah. Um, press A a bunch of times. Um I was I was watching the AGDQ 2018 speedrun of of Mario Sunshine, so I'm more than halfway in. That's kind of kind of creepy in a way. <laughs> I have I have to admit. It's like I'm watching you or something. Right. No. Um, <laughs> it's, Through my it's, webcam. Yeah, I'm like, oh wow, I love that level too. I'm like, oh, get out of my get out of my screen. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I mean. It's kind of creepy, but also I bring it up all the time. I'm one of those people who will oh, just cool. ang- yeah. bitterly not give up my mm. love of Mario Sunshine. I've even yeah. like written about it, and I talk to people about it all the time, and they're like, calm down about this game. But I don't know why. I just love it. Um, yeah, me too. But, Underappreciated, I think. At least yeah. by Nintendo. And, uh, and everyone's like, oh, you know, Galaxy is essentially the same, but it's not. Um, no, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, um, Galaxy Two. I didn't even finish. So, hmm. but yeah. So speaking, speaking of games that I've been playing or enjoying, I guess um, I have been playing uh, Broken Age, but I just started. Okay. So I don't have too much to say about it because um, I just began the game. But it's a really, really beautiful game. Um, and I think people learn over time that when I choose games, it's usually based on art um, okay. or style. Is right. like I know you're. It's like the whole "don't judge a book by its cover." But with games, I always do that. I feel like it's super <laughs> important. Um, this one was completely hand animated, and um, wow. this it's very stylistic. And it was it was this crowdfunded game, but it wasn't. It's not like a small development company, but I think they broke a record or something for okay. how much they were funded. But the um, wow. it actually has really great voice acting. It has a bunch of like, I maybe they call them like A-list actors, I guess. It has people like Jack Black and Elijah Wood and Will huh. Wheaton. It's got um, Jennifer Hale from like Mass Effect does some voices right, yeah. in it. So it's got great voice acting and visuals but i've only played maybe a couple hours into it at this point okay um but there's two storylines there's the girl storyline and a boy storyline it's vela Mm -hmm. and shay i think and they're two very different ones so the vela is the one i'm playing right now and it's this sort of um fantasy world looking one and you start off the game it's not really spoilers because it's just the very beginning, but you start off the game and there's like preparing for this feast and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go have this celebratory feast with my family. This is great. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that it's not what you think and you come to find out that the feast is actually you are going to be eaten Ooh. by um, this, this creature called Mog Chothra. And 
Yeah, so they, they get these girls from all the different villages. Um, each village puts these girls up, and they're, like, selected, Hunger Games mm. style, kind of. And okay. then the, like, it, the monster comes down to eat them, but then the character you play is like, I don't think we should just stand around and get eaten anymore. Mm. How about I escape and try to kill Mogchothra instead of just letting them eat people every year? So I just got to the part where she, like, escapes, and um, I'm really looking forward to the rest of it. And I'm looking forward to the um, Shay boy storyline, because that one's, like, futuristic space kind of storyline. Um, so that one should be pretty interesting. But I think I'm going to enjoy playing through the rest of it in the future. But for now, it's it's really great. So I would highly recommend at least checking it out. Um, it's on Steam, so... okay. Who made it? Because you said it wasn't. Uh, it was. It was some big name developer or something. You said. Um, it was a developer who um, has done has done stuff before, so okay. I can't remember who it was. Is it EA? Uh, no. <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, it's um, well. The developer um, is Double Fine Productions. Ah. Yeah. That so they explains yeah. Jack Black, doesn't it? Yeah, and then they—it's um, Tim Schafer. There we go. So ah, right. I had to yeah. look it up. Yeah, Tim Schafer made it, and it's through Double Fine. So they've made other games as well. So it's not like a mm. new thing yeah. for them, or like oh, we're this small company with a dream of making a game. Like it was, yeah. like they're they're established enough that like they could get voice actors like that to be yeah. in their game. So you know that they're not like a really small one when they can get people like Elijah Wood to voice mm. a character. That's probably where all the money went to. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, so um besides that, I've been getting back into um playing WoW, World of Warcraft mm. a bit, uh right. going through Legion um because I heard that I've been off for a while. I heard that there's a Chromie um, sort of yes. instance, right? And you can yes. you get this achievement, Chromie is my homie. And I was like, I have <laughs> to do that because she's one of my favorite characters in oh, really? the Blizzard universe. I, I, It may seem like a strange choice. Like most people would choose like Varian or Arthas. I don't know, Tracer from, you know, something like that. But in, in Blizzard, it's like, I love Chromie so mm. much. Um and just think that she's awesome. So I'm I'm trying to work towards that right now. Um, so that's why I haven't played much Broken Age, because now I, once I heard about that, I was like, yeah. I need to pause this game. Yeah. I can play that anytime. I need to make Chromie my homie as soon as right. possible. For the yeah. 10 hours a day it takes for me to do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so. I know that sensation. Yeah, so I was like, I will, I will stop at nothing. So there, there goes all of my time. But I will mm. feel real happy when I finished that. But it's also kind of a segue into our discussion topic for today. Right. Yeah. So basically, anybody who follows World of Warcraft knows the expansion's coming out. Yes. Uh, they have the pre-order right now. If you get yes. that, you you know you get some access to some things already. They've mm. been already doing some patches to prepare for it, um, like adding character slots and mm. level scaling and stuff. Um, but one of the main points of discussion is their new expansion is very old school Warcraft. Even the yeah. cover art, it's yeah. reminiscent, right? Yeah. And um, we have the vanilla server coming out. They're going back to orcs mm. versus humans and... Um, then we also have other companies like Call of Duty is going back to their old style of games and uh, Zelda went back to being more open world recently. So a lot of games are going back to their basics yeah. um, and it comes with the question, why are, why are so many companies doing this? Why are they expanding out so far and then going back to the beginning and why is it fans just eat it up and love it so much? So um, if you don't mind giving me your take, I know you've written an article before about uh, the Vanilla WoW server and things like that. So yeah. what's what's your take on this sort of, I don't know, going back to the their roots 
that games are doing right now. Hmm. Well, first off, let me just say that I, I completely predicted this sort of Warcrafty feel that mm. the, I think the teaser trailer or the gameplay, the first gameplay trailer, uh, uh, trailer had. Um, I was just looking at it and I had this very like Warcrafty feel, like Warcraft 3, and thinking this is going to be Blizzard saying, look, we're not going to make Warcraft 4, but here is Battle of Azeroth or Battle 4 Azeroth, or that, whichever preposition it is. Um, and it's going to be along the lines of an RTS where you're sort of in there but you're not the puppet master pulling everyone's strings uh, yeah. I've heard the, the the analogy that you're not the the general overseeing the troops but you're a hero fighting amongst the troops that's sort of that's the I think the vision that they're going yeah, with yeah exactly um, and I, I think I called that on a PC Gamer article something like that obviously no one gave a shit no one should <laughs> but um so I, I I immediately thought it was going to be very interesting, um, and now that you sort of put it into this perspective, I I, I hate to be cynical about it, but um, I think in movies we already saw this this phenomenon of um, uh, soft rebooting a movie franchise. Yeah. Uh, so, sort of like Prometheus was to the Alien franchise, mm -hmm. or kind of like uh, Episode Seven of Star Wars. Um, I think some some horror movies have it too, where they get the exact same name um, as the first one did, but with like an up updated graphical whatever and some changes to the story, um, which is which is not as much a remake as it is a soft reboot because um, there's this. It's not really that implicit. It's not in the movie itself, but you can sort of gather from the whole situation that okay, people want to turn this into or renew the franchise. Basically, people want to release sequels to this movie idea. I want to keep going with it, um, almost in the vein of an extended universe, but not quite. And I think it's sort of it's 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 first and foremost, it's the right time to cash in on nostalgia. Yeah, because exactly. Gamers that grew up with uh, Ocarina of Time in '98, um, and I think Mario '64 in what '97, something like that. It was, I think, it was first, but doesn't really matter around the same period of, of Mario 64, now get to experience this sort of uh, 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 dreamy-eyed, misty-eyed Nintendo saying, well, Super Mario Odyssey or Mario Odyssey is, is, is uh, the Mario 64 we always wanted to make yeah. had we had infinite resources and the time and uh, obviously the money, but that's resources. And also, you know, the experience. If we knew what we were doing, we would have made Odyssey. And the same is true for Zelda. If we knew what we were doing, we would have made Breath of the Wild. Um, and I think that's part of it, and we should discuss that further in a bit. But there's also this part of those gamers who grew up when they were seven years old, like me, who played Ocarina of Time for a hundred times uh, in their lifetime in the first few years, um, which is true, by the way. I did play it an inordinate amount of time, uh, yeah. <laughs> finishing it just to finish it again. I know mm -hmm. that game like the back of my butt cheek. Um, <laughs> you know, those people are now 25, they're now 26, they're now 27, somewhere along those lines. They're settled in a family life, maybe uh, settled in a full-time job, maybe have a career already out of the way. And so they have the time and money again to, to waste 100 hours on, on a game that's new because it's been recently released. But that is more or less an old game, really. Yeah. I think more so in the case of uh, Mario Odyssey, uh, and not so much for Breath of the Wild, because I do maintain that it, it is a masterpiece, but uh, then I haven't played Odyssey, so I can't comment. But I think that's a very strong element in this. And I think the same is true for Warcraft. Like, the going back to your roots, I mean, that sort of implies a deviation from an, an original vision, excuse me, um, which already sort of says uh, we've made some mistakes and that's evident in the, 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 the lack of a growing fan base, maybe even the decline of a fan base um, or attention in the media or sales are down, something like that. You know, it's, it's easy to be cynical, but it's also kind of true. Um, yeah. That there is an obvious, I think, uh, attempt to cash in on, on nostalgia again. Yeah. And and it's just like 
uh, when we were talking about, you know, you going back and playing this game, right? You're, it's, it's this sort of nostalgia thing. Right. And I think you're exactly right. It's people, I think especially people from, you know, 80s, 90s kids, um, basically you're, there's this sort of nostalgia and everything is feeding on nostalgia these days. Yeah. Like all the movie reboots, all the game reboots, um, any food that comes out, like anything, it's just about nostalgia. It's like, oh, look, we made the Pop-Tarts that existed in the 90s. Yeah. Don't you want to eat these Pop-Tarts? Yeah. It's like, I don't really want to, but right. it's like you're trying to tap into that. Oh, wow, I remember when life was so good yeah. and I ate Pop-Tarts and played Zelda and I just want to do that again. And it's, I mean, it's really easy marketing yeah. in a way because... It's such an easy emotion right. to tap into. I mean, as you say, it's it's easy marketing. I'd say I'd go beyond that. I'd say it's no marketing. It's just yeah. There's this image presented, and then there's this 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 voice that you hear and that's never really spoken. That goes, "What's what's the matter, little Billy? Don't you want to sit in your jammies <laughs> and eat cereal at ten o'clock and and play Zelda again? That's that's yeah. that's sort of this this uh, this message that they're sending out, even if they. Mm-hmm. Even if that's not the intention, and so it's it's it is sort of self afflicted it's a self afflicted wound nostalgia yeah it's it's so easy to look back and be like and think about how times were so good then, yeah. but then i'm I'm generally positive, but I'm cynical in that way of thinking I don't think times were really that much better. I think we were just kids, so it seemed better was you when you're a kid because you don't really have any problems. And, you know, and we think of it as this was this amazing aging gaming, which it was. There was a lot of obviously very classic games released at that time. Yeah. But I think there's also this element of, wow, things were so great, but it's through the nostalgia filter and through this, I was a child at the time. And sometimes you go back and those things aren't as good as you remember them. And companies have to be careful about that, too, because what if you go back and try a game and it's not as good as you remember or you know try some f- new food like they re-release i don't know like cookie crisp or something mm. that this the original recipe and you eat it and you're like wow i don't yeah i don't remember it tasting this bad some some gross <laughs> jello tubes that they're like 90s kids will remember and yeah I think, and they're like oh yeah yeah 90s kids will they... remember that as being fucking disgusting so yeah and then you try it and you're like, wow, this tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and you're like, oh, I, did it always taste like this? I don't remember. And so I feel like I feel like that way about some games or yeah, um, and also movies. Like I'll go oh, back yeah. and watch an old cartoon, and I was like, man, I love this movie, and I ruined it by watching it yes. again because I realized how much was wrong with it, and I was like, man, I wish I would have just not revisited that mm. and kind of kept my memory pure in a way but i think i think with the all these games going back i think they kind of they expanded so much and tried so many different things and i think there's also a point where they whether it's true or not they have this sort of epiphany of like wow we've gotten so far away from why we started kind of cliche almost yeah, yeah. where it's like yeah we we've released like all these call of duties we've released all these expansions of wow we've done all this stuff and people aren't into it anymore mm. they don't like all that we're adding yeah. why don't we just go back to the basics and then the fans are like yeah, yeah just go back to why i liked the game in the first place and i think the world of warcraft um is definitely doing that and they're making it really obvious because they're going okay here's a vanilla server if you want the pure yeah. original experience and here's an expansion that goes back to the beginning if you played warcraft if you played you know the beginning of of world of warcraft you can kind of go back to that yeah. feeling of horde versus alliance yeah. it's simple easy to grab onto but i think though i mean we can wax philosophically about how bad nostalgia is all day long or all night long mm-hmm. um but the reason I don't really feel bad about it um, is first and foremost because I'm not indulging in any nostalgic senses. I mean, you mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, we want to go back to, to our youth sort of with, with, oh, I remember when 
I was a kid and I, I liked this movie and now I hate it or this food or this, this anime or this game or whatever and I can't say I have that because my youth sucked um, and so I, I'm, I'm completely disillusioned by this whole innocence of the child narrative this whole rhetoric of mm. oh when when you're when you're a child time goes uh, uh very slowly and i mean my days go very slowly right now um yeah so and even my my weeks my months and my years uh i'm not at the point where i'm thinking oh i wish i was young again because i'm i'm still young i i'm 24 years yeah. old um i'm working my butt cheeks off uh to reduce my swearing i'm not going to say ass Oh shit! I just did, didn't I? Ah, fuck. Um, no, no. Ah, fuck. Um, uh, but I mean, <laughs> so there's not really this sort of, you know, I bought Ocarina of Time because I knew I would like it, yes, and because I have played it mm. a lot, yes, but also because I wanted to play it again, first and foremost, and secondly because yeah. I could not play it unless, you know, via emulators and all that sort of illegal stuff. Uh, the same was true for Dragon Quest VIII. I could have bought. A PlayStation 2 and bought the original game somewhere and waited two weeks and, and spent $400 because they don't make PlayStation 2s anymore. Um, yeah. Or I could have spent 40, uh, 40 euros, which I did, and had it have it in like an hour, which was great. And so there's not really the sentiment of, oh, I want to experience my youth again. And the same is sort of true with, with I think the, the, the best example is, is World of Warcraft here because... They have been going back to quote unquote roots mm. since I think two expansions ago with the Warlords of Draenor expansion. Yeah. Where they literally went back to Outland um, before it was shattered, which was then called Draenor. Yeah. And they called back to um, Gul'dan. They called back to, what was his name? Um, the father of, of, of the guy who, who caused all of the trouble. Uh, ah, it's probably my favorite character from from Warcraft 3 but I can't uh, you know the one who, who wields Gorhal uh, that guy so you sort of know who I mean now. Uh, I can't think of his name either give me a second right. but it doesn't really matter um, they bring him back um, um, uh, Hellscream <laughs> yeah Hellscream right? Hellscream they bring or, back yeah. I think uh, Manoroth um, they bring yeah. back all of these names all of these places all of these people they retcon a bunch of history all of that the same with Legion, sort of, which was sort of the Burning Crusade all over again, or, or the Burning Crusade was mm -hmm. those two expansions, but then separated, um, because the box art is green again, and Illidan's on it, and Illidan's in the game, and he's very, very prominent mm -hmm. character and all that, and so now we're going back to Warcraft three, the next one will be we're going back to Northrend, you know, they've they've been doing this yeah. for I think six years now, and they will be doing it for yeah. six more years, I think the legacy servers also. Um, mm -hmm. Not so much nostalgia, I don't think. I think it's a very, it's a genius play because um, right now a lot of people, like millions of people, playing WoW for free on private servers. I know we we can't really discuss that. That's that's sort of taboo, but they are doing that. They're <laughs> not paying anyone for it, and I think Blizzard kind of knows. Well, we've been trying this this whole cease and desist tactic for ten or twelve years. It doesn't seem to be working out, guys. Yeah, it doesn't work. So let's just make our own server and get those people back. Why not? Because yeah. there'll be this, this guarantee of, you know, your character will be there at the end of the year because it's our server. Mm -hmm. It's an official server. And and we won't touch it if you don't want us to touch it. There you go. Um, yeah. And you could use add-ons and it'll be safe. It'll be fine. You won't get banned forever. And it'll be sort of a gateway into the current expansion every few years, obviously. Because people will get interested, maybe they'll fork the money because you know they're twenty six, they're thirty years old. They'll do it. They'll they'll be like whatever. It's it's sixty bucks. I'll maybe get a few yeah. weeks, a few months out of it. That'll be my money's worth. Maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'll stick with it. Something like that. I still maintain that they should uh, release a sort of not trial version uh, or trial account, but half account, like where you you pay less a month to only play the legacy service. And then you can mm. do a one-time upgrade to a full subscription and have both. I still think that should be on the table. But whatever, I mean, yeah. they'll make their decision whichever they, whichever way they want to. But that's that's still a genius marketing tactic, even if yeah. looking past the whole nostalgia uh, angle. So I don't think, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's obviously part of it. But um, 
I think I think more than that, the nostalgia is sort of the hook to 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 grab you in, to grab your attention. But then I'm I'm confident in Blizzard's ability specifically here now with this new expansion that they'll do it right, kind of like they did with yeah. Legion, which was done uh, very well. That mm. it'll be worth it to play it, even if you never played Warcraft two or three or one, um, and even if you don't really like RTS games, it'll still be for you. I think it'll still be worthwhile. And even even if it is like part nostalgia, there's not it's not necessarily wrong, right? So, like you said, it's easy to kind of be cynical about that yeah. type of thing, but it's it's not really always a bad thing. It doesn't have to be this just because people use it for marketing or like selling things sometimes doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. And I totally agree. Like Blizzard, Blizzard does an amazing job. Mm. Um, they really put a lot of care into it and they, they care about their lore so much and they're not going to mess it up. They're not going to have plot holes. They're not going to ruin the story. Um, I, I firmly believe they wouldn't do that. Um, having played so many of their games over the years, Mm. Um, cause you know, I, I've, I've played wow basically since the beginning right. and you know, like I, I can remember old wow. Like I remember, um, you know, before maps, um, showed all the quest locations yeah. and you had to read the quest to oh, find yeah. it. I remember going to my trainer oh, yes. every time I leveled up to get new skills. <laughs> I remember um, earning my druid forms, yes. each and every form, and having to do that whole quest line, which on a side note, I was so pissed about because they released the patch that no longer required yeah. that literally two days after I had gotten yeah. all my forms. I was so mad. But, and, and you know, like, they, they, when you think of it, they've improved a lot too. So, yeah. um, like, you don't have to go around with a low-level sword punching or, like, hitting stuff to level up your sword skill enough to use a new sword. You don't have to do that anymore. They improved so much. But story-wise, they've been the same, but they've been improving in other ways. Even with their new expansion and patches, they're going back, redoing character models, improving graphics. But I think think the, the Warcraft timeline has always been kind of circular, and um, if you think about it, right, when you start it off, it's it's got the, you know, portal being opened, mm-hmm. orcs come through, mm-hmm. we have Sargeras, we have the Burning Legion, um, and then it's always been about that uh, yeah. up, until, up until even now with Legion, and they're sort of, okay, now we're doing Legion, let's go back to the beginning again, yeah. let's sort of close it off by going back to the start. Yeah. Because everyone's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? But like after after Sargeras is gone, it's like, we don't need a what's next. Mm. Like, you can just go back and be like, okay, now that all this is done, everyone's devastated, all the loss, all of the things that came up through this story you've been playing through for years. It makes sense why it's like, okay, now the Horde and Alliance, they're just totally against each other again. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not going to play friends anymore. This isn't going to be a, you know, whole thing where it's like, let's restore our bonds and friendship. Like, that's done. And I think it's kind of nice that they're just going back. It's just like, okay, if you want to go back to just hating the Horde or the Alliance, choosing your faction, go for it. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. If you miss that aspect of it, just go for it. And, you know, and, and... they're letting people do it in whatever way they want yeah. um, with with their new, um, you know, allowing you to choose when you want to play PvE or PvP, yeah. I think is really nice. Because, you know, sometimes you just want to do quests. Yeah. You don't want to get, like, ganked by people. Mm. But so they're, I think they're doing a really good job of that. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to the expansion. Um, and I, I really think... Uh, because it's such a classic story, I think that's why it goes back to the beginning as well. Um, with a lot of things, I feel like it goes back to the original because the original was good. At least at least for the good ones. Because sometimes they go back and remake something, sort of soft reboot something, and it's not any good. Because yeah. Just because it's a money grab. Yeah. But other times it's like, you know, it was so good, we want to do it again. Yeah. And I think... 
that's fine to do. Um, and I mean, I can't really talk too much about the Call of Duty. I've never really been a huge Call of Duty person. Me either, yeah. But yeah, so fortunately, there's no one to really talk about that side. But I think mm. it's interesting going back to like World War Two and what they're doing. They're kind yes, of yes, please all again, these games. please World yeah. War Two again. Yeah, after a hundred years. Oh, it's years, so wonderful. Please do it again, please. <laughs> we love it so it's much. Not like it's so much Discovery fun. Discovery and National Geographic spend sixteen hours out of seventeen. <laughs> Of their original programming on World War Two and Hitler yeah. and Nazis and all and... kinds of tripe <laughs> like that. Please do World War Two again. Yeah. We're just stuck on that. Yeah. We're gonna be stuck on it forever. But I mean where'd so... you go? I mean sorry to interrupt, but like I always I always I, I remember this moment, like um I, w- I was never big into Assassin's Creed, but then I think five years or so ago because these last 10 years, Jesus. Um, I remember talking about this with someone, um, like an acquaintance, not really a friend, um, like where to take Assassin's Creed. And I was thinking linearly, like you keep going forwards in time. And I thought it would be very interesting for an Assassin's Creed game to sort of be set in this like uh, like Prohibition era, 1930s, 1940s America, have you be a gangster mm-hmm. instead of, you know, this assassin with the stupid hood. And the knife, the knife in your wrist, you know, so update that, make kind of do that cleverly, you know, intelligently. Um, but then I, I, I obviously I concluded then and I, I still think so now that they'll probably never do that because then, as I say, they'd have to get rid of the hood and the stupid wrist blade. Um, so that's sort of. And people would just not be into that. At yeah, all. You're right. It's completely limited. Once you take those two things away, do you still have an Assassin's Creed game? I'd argue yes, but mm. then, I mean, it's Ubisoft, so they'd yeah. argue no for the money. But um, going back to what you said originally a few minutes ago when you said it's not inherently a bad thing to, to remake or reboot something or to play on nostalgia or to uh, go back to your roots, I think it pays to be accurate when we when we uh, choose our adjectives here. Um, I'd say it's not necessarily a um, like a capricious thing to go for a reboot mm-hmm. or a remake. And in this sense, in in the Warcraft sense, in this, this specific example, you could say, and, and I do say, I still say, that it's 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 for nostalgia's sake, it's sort of a reboot, it's sort of a soft reboot, something like that. Um, and that's still part of it, I do think. But to say, to conclude that it's all that it is, is, I think, a bit mm. reductionist, because, yeah, like, where do you go after we beat the ultimate boss in the Warcraft lore. Like the guy who mm-hmm. started all of this this, this, this um, misery. That guy is now gone. We, we defeated mm-hmm. him. Even though I don't really... I, I can't really puzzle together you kill Argus and then he just shows up in the clouds and he has a sword in his hand and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, wait, what? How, how did that happen? <laughs> but I mean, whatever. They, they, they beat the guy and he goes mm. away and Illidan goes away and all that. That's great. That's really great. But then it's sort of, there's this moment of, of now what? Yeah. So, so, I mean, obviously the sword is stuck in the earth, which is great. Because then, I don't know if you saw these, uh, the two cinematics, like the Horden Alliance version of, of uh, them discovering Azurite um, in Silithus. Uh It's on the Warcraft channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's 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 obviously, well, not obviously, but that's the obvious uh, route to take now, is to go. Yeah. Well, this sort of sort of leaking power, of an immense uh, scale, and we mm-hmm. being the horde, we want to get in on that. We want to get this power to sort of, uh, not necessarily attack the alliance, but sort of protect ourselves. You know, make our way, maybe sell it for yeah. whatever to some mercenaries, make some profit, and and give people healthcare, universal healthcare, something like that. <laughs> and obviously the Alliance is like, they're doing what? We need to get in on that yeah. too. And so you sort of get this this link to, as you say, circular, it's sort of circular, to this universal truth about warfare and politics and, and, and yeah. people's coexisting, which is the fight for resources, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's a very simple um, storyline. 
but that's also very yeah. effective because it's as old yeah. as time. It is circular in every way because despite their working together and, and beating this, this ultimate foe, now that that's out of the way, they can go back to their petty squabbles, which is brilliant. Yeah. It's sort of, it's, it's great. It's a great uh, rest, I think, for people who have been on the sort of high of, I have the Lightbringer or the Ashbringer, sorry, where I have uh, mm-hmm. the world tree in my hand, something like that. I can turn into a purple bear, you know. Um, now that's sort of gone, this sort, this sort of uh, like heightened sense of, of adventure and, and stakes, which were very, very high when killing the, the, the ultimate boss, the ultimate villain, or beating him, you know, and keeping in the accuracy yeah. in my words. Um, now we can go to this, uh, oh, you know, I'm just, I just want to kill this goblin over the next two years so I can, so I can not die, basically. That's yeah. sort of it. It's very humble now. Um, yeah, and it's realistic, yeah. too. Like, it's, that's just how the world is. Right. And so it's easy to relate to that kind of right. basic formula, basic story, because we see that in our, you know, in our daily life, we see it in books, we see it in movies. It's understandable. Right. We're like, we get it. We see it in nature too. You want something, they want something. Right. We fight over it. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very natural thing. We don't just see it in the world, you know, because I think you sort yeah. of imply there, we see it in the human world, we see it in civilization. But we also see it in nature. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's animals fighting mm-hmm. over food. That's fighting to survive, you know. And in that sense... I think it's a, a, a great callback not to the subtitle, which is the expansion, which in my mind, I'm thinking about it, should really be Battle of Azeroth to just sort of uh, emphasize mm-hmm. how small that conflict really is, especially yeah. in contrast to the, the, the previous expansion, which was called Legion. I mean, Battle for yeah. Azeroth, that sort of implies battling Sargeras with this, the heightened stakes, you know. So I think yeah. they're not as self-aware as maybe I'd like them to be. But then simultaneously, um, it is a world of warcraft, you know, waging war is sort of this entire world. That's all it's ever going to be, Mm -hmm. circular, as you say. Um, And so is it inherently uh, a capricious thing to do a a, a reboot or to do a callback or to to play on nostalgia? I don't think so when, as you said this as well, um, when it seems to be going the right way. Yeah. And when it will eventually be a right thing. I think they're not going to mess it up. I think they learned a lot from uh, from Legion. I think they're going to be diligent about it. I think it, it can't really fail because it's, it's going to write itself. It's a bit too easy. Um, which, you know, we as, 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 as critics or as whatevers, we can, uh, we can lampoon them for that. But at the end of the day, you know, if it's fun to play or if it's entertaining or if it's worth your while whatever that means then it's hard to really complain too much that's sort of a nitpick at that point yeah i mean that's games are about having fun so if you enjoy it then you know there's there's ways to nitpick at games and things like that but are you having fun are you enjoying this game that's what it comes down to more or less yeah I mean, more more or less. I, not. I could exp- don't take it too out of context. I, I but, could expand on that, yeah. but that would mean hours and hours of of arguments and debate. So <laughs> let's let's not go but, there. Let's stick to yes, yeah, fun is all. Yeah. Is all we'll just we'll just say yes. But yeah, so I think, um, and it's never going to be the same, right? Because it's never going to be exactly the same. There's never going to be the same experience when you first bought Warcraft or World of Warcraft all those years ago, installed it, began playing, it's never going to be like that again. Right. But that's not a bad thing. It can it can take from its roots and go back to their roots. It's never going to be exactly the same. Yeah. But I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily because, like I've said um, towards the beginning, they've improved a lot. And yeah. I like that they're going to sort of the base formula, the reason why people love Warcraft and, and have loved Warcraft but they're keeping all of their improvements that they've made. Right, yeah. And so I think it's a, it's a really good move when you think of it that way. And it's it goes to what you were saying about games like Odyssey and um, and Zelda, too, because they're saying, you know, if we could have made this all those years ago, we would have. Yeah. But now that we can, we're excited to be able to do that. And I feel like that is a good reason 
to do this. Right. If the reasoning is we want to, uh, we're running out of money, we need to make something quick, let's let's make a game like the old one, re-release it basically, right. and people will buy it. Yeah. I don't think that's a good motivation. But if the motivation is now we have the ability to make yes. the game, to tell the story we've always wanted to, yeah. let's go back and tell that story again. Right. And I think that's what really draws fans in. And I think, I think fans aren't really that stupid like we can tell the difference oh yeah when someone cares and when it's a money grab so i think that's why why fans are excited for the warcraft one because they're like wow i i know this is going to be good i'm excited for it i know they're going to treat it well i'm excited to see what they can do now with the story so overall i'm extremely stoked for it (laughs) and i can't wait to play i really can't um yeah, but I think I think that about wraps it up for the discussion and everything today. So just um, for signing off right now, um, do you have any words of wisdom or things you'd like to say to wrap up before signing off today? Don't park your car in the bike lane is all I have to say. That is good advice. Okay. Um, and I'll say... Uh, that if you find anything I say interesting, you can follow me on any social platform. Oh, snaps, um, son. Always got to do that, that plug. Like um, you can follow me anywhere at um, Kim Chi Christie, K-I-M-C-H-I-K-R-I-S-T-Y, um, basically anywhere. And I'll just say, um, basically, that if there is something that you like, um, like an old game, I think it's worth going and revisiting it. Why not? If if you can find a way, if you find your old game, go revisit that um, and just, you know, see if it's a really rewarding experience for you. And with that, uh, this is Christine and Jorge signing off of the Game Luster podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. <laughs>